0: our story has yet to be completed. Follow us into adventure.
1: Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. It is I, Grognard the Young, the Young Grognard, bringing it to you live with the Beckins the Herald of Steel podcast. The adventure. Wait, no, Beckins the Herald of Steel campaign. You already know what a podcast is. The adventure is the Lord's and the quest is salvation. Uh, in the last episode, our party, having come back from the elves with a bunch of strange news about stars and all that funky stuff. Uh, no longer elves, which is nice, but also, you know, we kind of miss the height, some, some of us. Um, we, party, we came
4: back from the elves in more than one sense.
1: That's true. Right? <laughs> How true? But anyway, the uh, party, having made it to Wake. Uh, ended up making some friends after having done such a good job with everything preparing for the orcs. But unfortunately, they had heard word that there was trouble in Glent and Gaborah. The party, having in total traveled about seven days with barely two nights worth of sleep in between any of this, had made it to both Glent and Gaborah, um, finding in the town of uh, Gaborah that there were... Uh, great devastation bodies left around everywhere apparently the herald of steel had arrived with his steel maelstrom come on through destroyed everything even killed that pea farmer Anton spoke with the pea farmer got very few bits of information from him um or I guess spoke with him after death that's kind of an important part of that detail um You know, I don't think you would get much information from a dead guy if you just try to talk to him. That You know, that that checks out. But anywho, the party did, however, manage to get to Glent, the home of that big giant ogre. I mean, a a hill giant, the weird giant there. Um, Jarzak flew up ahead, invisibly firing a couple rounds down when he saw what could only be described as a skeletal steel-looking Terminator-esque. That description, Ronnie, that you gave... so much more perfect than i wanted but that really does paint the picture i suppose but yeah okay and so with that jarzak having flown back as fast as he could our road weary haggard party sitting there in the road uh sees the burring bullet style digging monster thing come popping out of the earth unfazed by the attacks that it had withstood from jarzak and it stands before you and with a voice that sounds like unsheathed blades with wind blowing over the steel bars, uh, asks the question upon all of you, uh, which is where we start off again with asking the question,
0: do you serve masters?
1: Yes. And he's just standing there. No emotion. This, you know, horned metallic being of pure steel stands before you with a draping cloak that seems to flap in the wind. Um, he stands before you guys, unarmed, just standing there as if waiting for the bus, and he awaits other answers.
4: Um, hi, I'm Kleka, and I guess Kleika. Um master is destiny, maybe.
1: Again, no response whatsoever to the point. There's no blinking, no nothing. It just stands there as if a constructed statue, not intended to move.
5: I don't know if I would say (laughs) No, I'm religious, but like not every
1: week religious. I go on like the holidays, but (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs> I just don't know if he would ever think of Tying the word master To the Illuminator I feel like it's more of a guide Than a master Like he doesn't feel
1: Well I'm glad we're getting the internal monologue But yeah. what does Ethan say
5: Well I think he's kind of saying that Like He's like I, I would say I have a guide A spiritual guide
1: And what does Norhill say
5: In the role of master
1: Well Let's say you, Norhill. I. Masters, bro. I
2: fight to protect the holes of silver and steel. And with that, his
1: metallic form shifts forward in one step, in the least humanizing
0: way possible. And with one step forward, it says, Do ye wish to sever the ties to your masters? Embrace freedom, unbound, unchained.
4: Um, Klikka's living pretty free right now. Supposedly, that's actually all Klikka has to do is what she wants.
1: And with that, it takes one more step forward. Again, like a panther standing before a group of babies. It just looks upon you guys like it could rip shreds of all of you. And it stands there in the most
0: unassuming, unlike, you know, unthreatening pose it can. And it says, You will kill your masters, or I will kill them for you.
5: Then doesn't that make you a master?
0: I bend to no one. I but need others
5: bend to, bend to you. One.
0: I offer freedom. And they embrace it in death or in life. I am kin slayer. I am the destroyer of masters, and I will slay those who wish to hold others in court. Will you kill your masters with me?
5: Anton just brings up his shield and he says, No, I have no reason to. Break the balance that is already set. The light is needed for the darkness. Who will mind to break that balance.
1: Anybody else got anything to say?
2: Shocker, where's a home for a life of slavery? Never.
3: I don't think even you could stop my master.
1: And with that, the metallic being shifts its head in the most
0: horror movie, unhuman way possible towards Jarzak and says... You and I are much alike, Jarzak. We serve the same master, but I serve no longer. Too soon will you realize the folly of your ways. Slay (sighs) or captor.
3: That's not possible.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Then die a dog and serve me after death.
1: And with that, can I get a dexterity saving throw from the entire party? Ah, crap. Are you guys all on
5: horsies? I don't imagine i was on my horse anymore.
2: I'm flying.
5: (laughs) I I imagine
2: that Norhill is dismounted, but the horse is
1: nearby. Okay. (laughs) That makes sense with having him approach and being like, we're probably not going to fight better on horsies. Is anybody actually on a horse? I don't think so. I think it's not. And Jarzak, you don't need to worry about a dexterity saving throw. So oh, what do we perfect. Get? What do we get from you guys? 19.
5: I yeah, got seven.
1: Uh, Fourteen. Okay, so both Norhill and Anton, the ground before you—I mean, below you—begins to quake and grumble and opens up like a hungering mouth and begins to devour you, boots first, as it sinks you both into about your waist deep. Clucka so I I manages to jump aside, and Jarzak's floating. And with that, uh, we can go ahead and roll initiative real quick. I got an even ten.
5: Sixteen. Yeah, six. six.
1: Okay, anybody beat sixteen? Seventeen. Okay, Jarzak, what you got? Nine. Okay, so it's going to go Klika, Norhill, me, Jarzak, Anton, right? Yep. Okay. All right, so Klika, you're top of the lo- uh, top of the line.
4: Um, are are we doing this?
5: They were doing are this. Asking,
1: are you asking the, the Herald of Steel or are you... Uh, maybe. I'm asking whoever wants to answer. I
5: think we're doing this, Klika. I think we're doing
1: this. We're doing it says, this. it says we... waist deep in the rocks and dirt. <laughs> oh, we're gonna do it. <laughs>
4: Come here. Anton, how did you get your shirt off but your armor's still on? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's sleep deprived, and old. His arthritis yeah. is doing things to him that he didn't know it could do.
4: Right. Uh, yeah, I guess if that's the case, Clico will cast Shadow Blade as a bonus action, and then try and I guess pull either Norhill or Anton out of the ground.
1: Okay, roll strength uh, strength check. Here we go. The athletics, if you got it.
4: Nope. Ooh, got a 15 minus 114, though.
1: Okay. And so with that, um, you are not able to budge them out of the ground. You shift them a little bit, but it's not enough to pull them out. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Is that
4: it for your turn? Yeah. Okay. Wait for it to get closer, maybe.
1: And so with that, now it goes to Norhill.
2: So, Norhill is going to try to yeah, get, dig himself out okay. uh, using the hook side of the hook hammer to sort of pull himself out onto solid ground.
1: Okay, you can roll the athletics check.
2: Ooh. 25.
1: Okay, so you managed to pull yourself out of the ground. Um, all the dirt and rocks having tried to keep you pulled in as if like suction was pulling you down. Um, Okay, and then what would you like to do for the rest of your turn? Um, What sort of action was that? Uh, I would say that that's just a standard sort of typical action. So you have a move action bonus left. Uh,
2: Okay, so Norhill was going to put himself between, let's see, Anton is still helpless? Yep. Uh, Yeah, put himself between uh, Anton and the Herald of Steel.
1: When, when did Anton
5: of...
2: become helpless is my question.
1: When we say he's
2: still... When
5: he started having arthritis, I don't
2: know. Oof, okay, well, anyway. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's not buried in the ground, so that qualifies as helpless to me. He already um,
5: died. i um, just wondering
1: how deep this goes. Yeah. Like, well, first mistake was waking up. But
2: anyway. Uh, but yeah, and he's yeah, sorry, you know, yeah, clang his weapon and shield together. I defy you, monster.
1: And almost answering the call. He's about 50 feet away. So I imagine you move up like your whole dwarfy speed in between, um, and with that he answers you with again not moving at all, and he says,
0: "You too will soon learn the folly of your ways. All of the dwarves who live are those who serve. They were earned. Those who died serve me. Together we kill all masters. Those who live are property." And with that, can I get a quick
1: perception check from the party?
2: 11. 6. 10. 15.
1: Okay, uh, so who got the 6? Kalika? Yeah. Okay, so everybody can see that one of the barn houses uh, closest to the road where you guys came from, about 200 or so feet away, you guys can see the roof kind of like shift a little bit and fall in a little bit. Kleeca can see this too, but you guys can see like the house kind of like begin to like collapse in on itself, all of the boards and whatnot kind of falling apart. And um, 15 was a Jarzak? Yep. So you see um, a swarm of black like things come flying out of the rooftop and come just flying through the air, kind of up and over, almost like a swarm of insects. And with that, the beast just kind of stands there before all of you and says,
0: Submit to my will. You, all of you, will do well alongside me. We will kill all masters. We will slay the stars. No one will hold us bound.
3: And you now goes to Jarzak's turn. How can you say we'd kill all masters when you haven't even killed your master? And so with that, he says, "Together we can do
0: so. I need an army to destroy the Twilight. I need an army to destroy the immortals who bind me, and with that power, I will bring down the Deceiver." Malaketh will die at my hand for what he has done. So, you now want to be our master? You <laughs> will join me. Together, we will be without masters.
5: Huh, I bought a charger.
0: <laughs> brought to you by Ronnie's family.
1: <laughs> With the newest story arc, where is the charger? <laughs>
4: So anyway, it was brought. (laughs) Just saying, Ronnie, you got two right here. One (laughs) and two. Bam, 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 bam.
1: You got a split base attack at this level in your life. It's true. Um, (laughs) So anyway, was Jarzak going to do something now? Or did you have further questions?
3: Uh, You know, that doesn't sound too bad Jarzak's gonna land
1: and with that he says you can join me free
0: yourself from the bindings serve alongside the maelstrom of steel we will sunder the stars and make them wish they never held any sort of reins over us and our destinies
1: and so with that
3: uh, is there anything you want to do during your turn other than land? Uh I'll just take a
4: like uh, dodge action.
3: Okay. Just just in case. <laughs>
4: just okay. just in case. <laughs> you going to give anybody a heads up to the uh, stuff that's coming in? Uh, <laughs> yeah, guys, uh we
3: we got we got some bad guys coming in, probably we have
5: some talking to do, Jarzak. <laughs> uh
3: yeah, Anton. I mean, I the high priest was fine, you know? <laughs> not not everybody's a super bad guy. And not everybody's as judgmental as you, Anton. I just wanted his advice.
4: Because I have problems.
5: Clearly. Clearly.
4: Garzak says as his hand tries to strangle him.
2: <laughs> Everybody has problems. I think that we need to live to hatch any of the child.
1: So Anton, it's your turn. What do you
0: do?
5: Anton's not even going to bother trying to wriggle his way out. He just, he just knows it's not in him physically, so he's just going to shoot. Um... I'm going to shoot a fireball again. I'm going to see what happens.
1: (laughs) Hey, Norhill, you want a duck? (laughs) (laughs) There aren't any ducks around here. And so with that, okay. So dexterity saving throw. What's the number?
5: Uh, One second. Uh, 14.
1: Damn, I rolled a crit too.
5: Oh, fuck. It
1: doesn't matter, it's just such a slap in the face with the dick of the DM to be like I rolled a crit on a thing that I was pity rolling for no reason other than to just assure you guys that I'm here to play fair So anyway, uh, Anton lobs a fireball
4: and yeah, well, What was the total number on his save? Oh, I'm not telling that Come on, come on no, 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 no. And so that, the
1: fireball goes leaping from the lantern at Anton's hand And once it reaches its destination and grows massively into a huge explosion of fire and sunlight, the flames and the smoke dissipate here on this wooded trail. And you see standing uh, within a small black disk of ash, um, the Herald of Steel unfazed in any way, his cloak having been scorched and destroyed, uh, ash kind of falling to the wayside from his back. And he stands there before all of you looking forward and saying,
0: if you wish, you will serve after death.
5: And Wait, did he take any damage? Doesn't look like it. What do you mean? I, it says I get can <laughs> have as much damage on success.
1: <laughs> I mean, if it'll make you feel better to roll the dice, Ronnie.
5: What do you I can't, I, it doesn't even bother. You don't want to bother me doing this math right now. I just bothered to pull out a D6 <laughs> and roll it. Wasted my time.
4: I mean, hell, you can roll it. Jar's Two like, more oh, D six, and know. you got one for everybody at your house. You got this. Yeah, <laughs> hit them with the fireball. crit,
3: uh, right? <laughs> I hit him earlier, and uh, it didn't. I don't. It didn't do anything.
5: I still want to figure out how much damage I made. So I don't care. At
1: this point, all right. Well, there you go. And so with that, um. Yeah, so all of those black hurtling pieces of things um, Yeah,
5: 14 points of damage.
1: He sure did. And so those, those black pieces of whatever flying from the sky begin to take on shape and form as they begin to get closer and closer to you guys. And what you see are like chains and nails and pieces of like cutlery and like black iron like cast iron like forks and knives and spoons ladles pots pans it's just like a swarm of it like a herd of like a like a big giant pile of uh, uh like a like locust, like metal locust, flying through the sky and it separates at the final point and they separate into two different pieces and come to the ground in like meteoric strikes uh about 10 feet away from norhill on either side of him And both of them begin to writhe like piles of insects. And with that, the herald begins to take a couple
0: steps back. And he says openly, if you will not serve me in life, you will serve me in death. I will reclaim you like I reclaimed all of those dwarves and all the Durgar who decided to die in front of me. You will serve and we will slay all.
5: Whoa,
3: whoa. I I said it sounded pretty good. What? We don't have to die here.
0: And with that, he says, "You have made your decision. Send
1: Valaketh my regards." And with that, he falls into the earth, plummeting in as if falling into a pool of water. leaving very powered
4: Challenged.
5: <laughs> what? Wait, wait! Was he gonna say he'll be back? I oh, know.
4: Is he gonna give a thumbs up as he goes
5: down? <laughs>
4: But anyway, that theme is also
1: fucking sick. I don't know that, like, I know it's like, oh, action movie theme. That theme is dope. But anyway, that's a new theme to the podcast. But anyway, these writhing piles of chain here uh, are now joining the initiative order. And they are joining at 18. Does 18 beat the top place? What was it, 17 for Kaliga? Yeah. Rock and roll. So two writhing piles of chains. And metal pieces just begin to grow out of the ground beside you, and by the end of their turn, before you are a couple of human-sized living bundles of chains that almost look like you know those roller—you know those rides at theme parks where you got all the swings and they spin in the big circle like that, like the big—it looks like that, but covered in hooks, barbs, forks, knives, pots, and pans, and it is ready to just start swinging and dealing some ping. So, uh,
4: at the top of the new round is Klika um i guess is going to accept that anton has accepted his fate of being a ground person now <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh she will move into base contact with one of those chain creatures
1: okay and i will say seeing how hard these things are swinging these chains around They look like they've got reach, like 10 foot at the least. Like both of them at full whirring speed look like they could rake Norhill in the middle. So you move into the swarming, spinning piles of chains and whatnot. So
4: what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to spend two sorcery points and cast Blink as a bonus action. And then I will attack... Whichever one I am in base contact with. Left or right? uh, Let's go left. Okay. And what spell were you casting? Uh, I did blink as a bonus action, and now I'm going to just attack with booming blade. Roger. What do you got in the attack roll? Only a 14.
1: Okay, 14 is not good enough as you swing in with the blade. Uh, it manages to harmlessly get swept aside by one of the whirring chains. Is that if your turn?
4: Yeah, click a blank side of existence.
1: <laughs> there you go. All right, Norhill, you stand between the two of them within range of both. Who are you going for, lefty or righty? Uh,
2: one of each. Uh, so le- left first.
1: Oh, are you there... going to move in the middle
2: to... Oh, I, I think they're saw, about 10 feet apart. In in reach of both. They're
1: both, like, both of their bodies are 10 feet to either direction of you.
2: Oh, okay. So I'm just going to go after the one on the left. Yeah. I'll say that you get flanking with Klikka. Klikka's uh, not on this plane.
4: Oh, yeah. Yeah. like, <laughs> uh,
2: uh, concept that, that is, of is a um, <laughs> It is a crit. Uh, that is a crit. Nope. And, um,. Are they wielding a weapon that could potentially be disarmed? I would say no. Okay, so I'm going to make it a goading attack. Okay. Alright, so it should go ahead and make a wisdom save while rolling damage.
1: Um, I will say this much. Um, because it is impervious to both charms and psychic, it doesn't seem at all that like this goading attack is going to affect it. Um, Does
2: it still do extra damage?
1: Yeah, I'll give you the extra damage. But once you let out this, like this cry at it, like, come get me. It's just a fun house ride swinging chains left and right. Like you're trying to call to it. And this looks like a tornado of cutlery. But okay. So what do we got for damage? 22. Damn. All right. All right. All right. So yeah, with that, you managed to take off chains and cutlery and pots and pans as they go flying. Like you're like sweeping up dust and ash. Um, and are you going a second time?
2: Yeah, let's see. So for the second time, that's going to be a sixteen.
1: Uh, sixteen is not good enough. Okay. All right. And so now it goes to Jarzak. If that's the end of your turn, Norhill.
3: Uh, yeah, that's uh, moving two attacks. Roger, Roger. All right. What's Jarzak got for us? Uh, Jarzak is going to fly up to flank with Norhill. Okay. And attack with his axe. Roger, Roger. And just be like, huh, can't believe that guy just ran away making false claims about <laughs> the deceiver. <laughs> Who so does he ahead. think he is? So are you
1: trying to roll a deception versus somebody else's
3: insight? Uh yeah. If
1: <laughs> all right, if <laughs> Thorhill, because you're the one who'd probably be receiving this, go ahead and roll an insight. I would say
3: it loud enough so Anton could hear it, mostly for Anton,
1: but and I will say, you get the one point for people, um, like across the board. One lie is one point, one charge. Yep. Okay. Just so uh, you don't think you can run into a public area and be like, oh, no no, 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 no. Yeah,
2: your DC is 14.
3: Uh, 26. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. All right. So, yeah, there you go. You get a charge. All right. Okay. So, uh, in on it. so 21 to hit. That's good. uh 15 damage damn okay so
1: this thing already looks like you've dissipated quite a bit is,
3: of is it charged it only has two charges right now right because it was not charged when i first got it yeah no there was no okay thing. okay just making sure
1: roger roger are you okay, doing okay.
3: attack? uh yeah that's a thing i have i completely forgot thanks
1: what dm would i be
3: uh 25 to hit that's good
1: See, this is the Jared I know. Is 20 is across the board. 20
3: plus is going... I mean, my other roll, because I'm at advantage, was not 1. So... <laughs> uh, 8 damage. Okay. I, I'm going to use 2 charges. Damn, okay. Or, yeah, I'll use 2. Uh... And so... And it's going to... Yeah. six damage on top of it. Acid
1: That's enough to kill it. And so acid comes springing forth from the uh, axe blade as you do it. Um, And it seems to sizzle and begin to melt even the chain itself as you do it. And the thing dissipates and like blows up almost like just like ragdoll physics of just chains and everything
0: just
1: it just looks like confetti at this point as you go for an upward raking move and just shatter it acid sizzling on the bits and pieces as it goes
3: flying. Huh. See. This guy was full of it (laughs) very good all right is that it for your turn yeah i'll end my turn positioning myself between uh the other guy and norhill so norhill's in the middle of us okay i I just yeah that way they're they have to to pass him to get to me
1: oh okay 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 i get you now i get you
3: now yeah cool i'm using him as a meat shield <laughs> I picked that part up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah that's what Norhill was built to do. So. Yeah, you are the tanky one. I am not.
1: <laughs> Ironically, the tankiest member of the group is in a different plane of existence right now. What up?
4: <laughs> it's your girl, Snapchat Snapchatting you from the ethereal plane. <laughs> Anywho. All right, Anton. What you got?
5: So how far am I from any of them? Have I sunk any further on the ground? I that's the first question.
1: No, you have not climbed out of the ground or anything like that yet. Um, but you're 25 feet away from the chain pile, and uh, the rest of the party are about 20 feet from it. So, overall, Pythagorean theorem, they're like 25 feet from you as well. Well, sorry. No, a lot more than that. Probably like 35 feet.
5: Mm-hmm. Part of me wants to cast Flaming Spear and just roll it at him, but I know that spell is not your favorite. Ronnie, I uh, don't...
1: Just nuke it with a fireball and call it a day.
5: I already ran out of fireballs, <laughs> so I'll hit on a Scorching Ray instead.
1: Well, don't you get to prepare the number of... You prepare a certain amount of spells, but the overall amount you can cast... Is two. Yeah, so...
5: Can- I already casted one that day because I speak with the dead.
1: That's oh. my other third level spell. Oh, that's yeah. true. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah man. so I'm just gonna oh, hit it with
5: scor. Here. I'm gonna hit what the closest one with scorching ray.
1: There's only one. Uh, jars I'm different. gonna
5: hit it with scorching ray. Okay,
1: Should the uh, three lasers, is it? Yes. Three okay. Oh,
5: that's not nice. All right, what are Wait,
4: we? I'll do
5: twenty. What?
4: A D20. You rolled a G twelve, maybe?
5: Yeah. <laughs>
4: that's good. Cause if you messed up any of the other dice, I'd be worried, Ronnie. Yeah, I got
5: a sixteen. Oh, that's Nineteen. A, that's a hit. And a twenty-five.
4: Okay, so you got two hits. Go ahead and okay. four D six. So sixteen didn't hit, you said?
5: Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's take it. Um, did we just give you all the damage add together, or are the two separate?
1: Just all together. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got?
5: 14 points of damage.
1: Okay. And so that, you fire in a bunch of scorching rays, catching the reflecting light of the rising sun on the... Uh, on the, uh, on the lantern, being able to project the beaming light, and you managed to sunder a few of the chains with bright searing light, um, but overall the chain beast seems to keep on moving. Ronnie, if you'd like to... Uh, oh, well, oh, never mind because it's going to take an action to get out of the ground. Okay, cool. so you'll sit in there. I'll got... I
5: just simmer like a potato.
4: <laughs> Very good. Like a carrot waiting to get plucked.
5: So
1: The pile of chains begins a very uh cousin it styled like shimmering moving clattering of all the metal and chains and squeaking and rusty noises all kind of screeching off one another as this whirring mass of flicking chains and everything around the area moves over to get in contact with both Norhill and Jarzak at reach. Uh could
4: both of you guys roll me a dexterity saving throw Crit. your your meat shield didn't work. Uh-oh.
2: You got a crit? Yeah. Nor's mm. Norhill's limber today. He did his stretches.
3: Yeah, Jer- Jerzak did pretty good too. He, he got like half that.
2: <laughs>
1: What'd you get? 10. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So you are knocked prone, which is not such a big deal when you can fly. Um, but you're knocked prone. But I do believe this is a concentration
4: check, right? I don't think you can be knocked prone prone if you have a flying speed that includes hover, so it's just to see if he loses concentration. Oh, alright.
2: Well, overall... The... I,
4: I don't believe you can be when you have that.
1: Fair enough. As far as damage goes, you take 13 points of damage as you get whipped by the chains. Um, and did you want to roll that concentration real quick? Uh, crit. Oh, alright. And now uh, swinging in with individual chains with what appears to be at the end of one of them almost looks like Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a shoehorn hooked at the end of one of these chains and it comes swinging around to clobber Norhill in the face. Um, What's your AC? 18. Okay, and so with that, it swings in and it pummels you upside the back of the head dealing uh, 19 points of damage as it swings in with a hurtling speed Um, and you do take the damage reduction if that's a question.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, is it magical?
1: Nope. Well, yes, it is magical.
2: So then that overcomes the DR. Oh, that sucks.
1: All right. Uh, and then the next one comes in, and I imagine your AC is higher than 10, Jarzak? Yeah. Roger. Okay. And so with that, it swings in at you, and you manage to duck away. And that is it for its turn. And now we go to the top of the round to Klika. or I guess second in the round, Kleka.
4: So it is in base contact with Norhill if it was hitting Jarzak with reach, correct? Because Jarzak was, like, I'm a, I think it was, like, 15 feet away from Norhill. I,
1: I figured that it would move into a place that would be advantageous to hit both of them. So probably between the two of them.
4: So that's not in base contact with either? Not base but, contact. 10 feet from both. But how did it get 10 feet? Because of the way Jarzak positioned himself. You He's, know what I mean? Did you specify the actual footage,
3: Jarzak? That I positioned myself but like with Norhill in between me and the other bad guy, yeah. I just assumed the way that you said it, you just had it so that he would have to
1: go through Norhill first.
3: Yeah, but I assume I stayed kind of where I was then because the other I I was flanking the other bad guy. Yeah. So he would kind of be right in between us, which is we're in base contact both of
4: us with him.
1: Yeah.
3: So there's not okay, so there's no real issues there, right?
4: Yeah, I'm just wondering if I can appear and be flanking with somebody. Is my question?
1: Uh, no, but with the movement speed, you can get there.
4: All right, because I can pop back in within ten feet of anywhere where I popped out. So you could definitely comfortably do it. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'll do that then. Uh, so Kika will move into flanking and then attack. Okay. Wow, two sevens. Does a fifteen hit one better than last time? 15 does not. Yeah, I didn't think so. Um, I will use two more sorcery points and try and attack again. Okay. Booming Blade. uh, Yeah, Booming Blade's fine. Good luck. 22 to hit. That would be a hit. Okay. So that's 31 damage but all of that except for 13 gets canceled out if it's immune to psychic damage it is all right so it takes 13 damage
1: damn that was that was a shift right there in the damage quotient just that just all righty i was okay so yeah okay so you do a good deal of damage uh chopping in on it like that um and it wasn't booming blade right it was yeah okay so a movement provokes okay
4: but I got a seven, so I don't blink out of this plane of existence. <laughs>
1: now it goes to Norhill, if that's the end of your turn. Yep. Okay. Norhill, what you got?
2: Uh, so Norhill's flanking with Flika now. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing I'm going to do is bonus action the second win. And get close to minimum.
4: <laughs> oh, no. It's thought that counts, Norhill. You're using the bonus action for anything else anyway. Yeah, Anthony.
2: Yeah, I gotta no. use my action economy more. So you know there are rogues the starving
1: for bonus actions. Okay.
2: I don't think that and twelve is gonna hit.
1: I don't think so either. But second like attack.
2: Uh, let's see. That one is going to be a seventeen.
1: That's a hit and that was an advantage right
2: yep i i rolled super low on all four of those dice very good all right what do we got um seven points of uh hold on i forgot got another guy so let's see so that's seven piercing damage and two lightning
1: okay All right, cool. So with that amount of damage, you can already tell that between you and Klika chopping at this thing, enough chains and uh, cutlery have already flung off from this thing that it already looks moderately wounded, if not like halfway dead. Um, And now Jarzak, if that's it for Norhill. Yep. Are you going to move in for a flank too?
3: Yeah. Don't worry, I got this other one. Wait, other one? The only one. Yeah, well, he got. i just got that first one like six seconds ago
1: <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> like, I, I was like wait a minute
1: you just killed one how are you mistaking how many there are i'm like
3: wait a minute no this doesn't work. Uh, 17 to hit yep that's good
4: that's gonna be eight damage dang also jared if you right click you can just roll at advantage oh. instead of rolling twice uh 14 to hit that is a mess okay you want to roll deception on saying you're going to take advantage or take care of that guy yeah can you lie you to us <laughs> i don't think that that's how that works liar <laughs> i think that's called making a mistake
3: can, can i can i make a asset damage then throw that on top
1: uh how many charges do you get to spend a day Dun, dun, dun. Dink, create a magical item that's confusing to use. Dun, dun, dun. Oh,
3: you can only expend them once a day?
1: That's why you gotta save up for the big pop.
3: Who's to say it doesn't get more powerful? Right. Who's uh, to... Yeah, no, I... was joking, guys. I'm leaving I'm leaving it for the light, obviously. Speaking of the light, is that the <laughs> end of your turn, Dr. Zach? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Anton, what you got?
5: Fireball. Um, no, Anton's <laughs> going to try to be a little bit more useful to the team, and he's going to cast aid. So everyone should get a five-point increase to both their current hit points and their total hit points. This will last for eight hours.
1: What the temporary HP you mean?
5: Um, it says it affects both. Uh, each target's hit point maximum and current hit points increase by five.
4: So it's not temp HP, it's just max HP. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Well, it says... How weak does this thing look?
1: It looks pretty weakened. It looks like if somebody delivers another one of the big chops that either nor nor or yourself are dropping off, it looks like it could die. Okay.
5: And that'll be it for me because I can't do any other spells and my weapons will be
1: eh. Throw the mace. Or blow the horn.
5: I don't know what the horn will do. I don't see any of the uses of the horn right now being useful.
1: I mean, there's one of them that's going to be kind of useful. (laughs) You think so? I mean, I thought so. I mean... Uh, You could force somebody to do another attack, right?
5: Sure. So, I have a silly question because there's March which they can provoke Attacks of Opportunity versus Valor, which is a target may attack. The
1: thing is, is if you force the party to march, it just means that they don't get to go sliding through ranks. Like they can move again, but that still will provoke Attacks of Opportunity. The attack one, you just make somebody attack again. Sure. So I'll say that that aid spell you did was somehow magically also just a bonus action through the powers of the light. And this is going to be the action for the turn. So, feeling a strange sense of confidence with that horn, Anton, thinking there's very little he can do, beyond he done, grasps for the horn and plays another three-note sequence, unlike the one that Norhill had done originally, and seeing all of the little guys light up on the side of the horn, uh, who gets to do another attack?
5: Uh, See, guys, I
3: told you the light got it. <laughs> Jarzak gets, gets
5: one. Norhal gets two. Kiki oh. gets three.
3: Wait.
1: And oh. Of
5: course, I'm four. Okay. So, you're
1: um, okay, I thought you were saying, look, you get one attack, you get two attacks. No,
5: no, no. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what I, I was just going to do it by the dice. But, uh, right, right, right. Six. Uh, it'll be Jarzak.
1: All right. Roll play it, Ronnie.
5: So, Anton pulls out the horn. He kicks. a He's like, maybe it's his run for something. <laughs> and he blows into it. Um, and he somehow, some form of feeling or urge or whatever, hoping it's like an urge of a light versus Jarzak to make <laughs> well, another gonna, attack.
1: You're going to have to announce it that it's Jarzak you're targeting.
5: It's, yeah, it's Jarzak.
1: No, I know, but I'm saying you have to announce it to him rather than oh. Jarzak all of a sudden is animated towards it and like slams into it.
5: <laughs> I just tell Jarzak, finish it off.
3: Okay. And then- two uh, yeah oh uh, thanks uh-huh. see the light that's a 28 to hit that's good 11 damage okay
1: and so with that you wound the thing severely and it's teetering on the brink of death and naturally it goes back to my turn for the Probably last round before Klika finishes it off. But uh, at this point, can I get a deck saving throw from Norhill, Klika, and Jarzak? You can
4: try.
2: Damn, Norhill got an 18. What'd you say? 18.
4: Damn. Jarzak and Klika got a 13. We lucky. That's the lucky number, right? Mm -hmm. So, as long (laughs) as Jarzak
1: can't be knocked prone, then I guess you don't need to worry about the proning side of things. Um, but Klika, on the other hand, is knocked prone. Um, as far as damage goes, um, Norhill doesn't take any damage, but both uh, Jarzak and Klika take seven points.
3: And now... And, oh, uh, we got five from Anton's yeah. spell, right? Okay.
5: Okay.
1: And then from this Klika laying on the ground, a pot, like a pan hanging off one of the chains comes swinging down to bang you on the head.
2: Because not in five feet of Mornola, is she? Uh, I'll give it to you. Uh, The attack's at disadvantage.
4: Okay, so it cancels out, so it's just gonna be... And your armor class is? 21.
1: So I managed to smoke it, and you take the damage as the frying pan comes swinging down. I cast shield to bring it up to 26. Man, you called it right there. I got 24. <laughs> <laughs> At the last second, the frying pan dings off the spectral <laughs> shield that rises. And with that, The second one comes swinging over to get an instead. Boo. And it misses terribly with an 11. Dinging off your shield. And now, goes to Klika.
4: All right. I Stuff. guess stand up and then make an attack with a uh, shadow blade for 26 to hit. That's good. Uh, so it's going to be uh, 10 damage. Okay. And so would that describe the kill. Um, I guess Klika just stands up, spits on the ground, and uh brings her shadowy blade through this bizarre mass. Okay. N- noticing that really only the thunderous effect of booming blade is doing anything. Okay.
1: And so with that Uh, almost in a way that looks like a pinata giving way the sort of bulbous mass that made up like the torso ish looking part of this thing gives way. And it just kind of puddles out into this big pile of metal rubble at everybody's feet, rusty pieces, clinging, clanging, shrieking and screeching as they fall to a clattering mass. And you guys can see there is no herald anywhere to be seen, but in the distance, can I get a perception check?
4: Thirteen. Ten. Fourteen.
5: Honey.
3: So, uh, what did Jarzat get? Fourteen. Okay.
1: And Anton, having resounded the horn and kind of sitting back here, still deep in the earth, you hear the sounds in the distance, an indistinguishable sound of the cracking of whips in the distance, sounding far away, but like, like bullets going off in the distance. Um, okay. Uh, so if the party would like to, they can take their time pulling Anton out of the ground with a nice... <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Rossetti, Just pull him out of the
3: ground with a nice...
4: <laughs> but anyway. Like a diglet.
1: But one of those jacked diglets.
3: So Anton was the only one who heard that? Yep. Okay. Anton
5: just trying to wiggle his way. I was like, we have to go.
3: Go where? <sighs> we, just... we, took, we took care of him, he ran off. He ran he off to
5: move the, the, of the rest of his army.
1: Those whips sounded like, like cracking whips as if like to keep people in line. They're not combative whips. This is like for keeping critters and people in line and marching and moving. Anton can guess that this is probably the sound of the people of the villages who had been taken being corralled and hur- like hurried in a certain direction.
4: Do we want to send Jarzak? He's still floaty. Klika just lifts Jarzak up uh, with one hand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you heard whips? What direction? I'll go
3: check it out.
1: It sounded sort of uh, like it was to the southeast. Um, almost as if like triangulating a path, not following a road, and heading south instead of heading towards
5: uh,
3: the, uh, Castle Eagleheart. Uh, Norhill, you got this. Jarzak's going to scoop Clika up and book it as fast as he can flying in that direction.
1: How much time do you have left flying? Huh? How much time do you have left flying?
3: Uh, how long would it have taken me to get into the town and hit him? It's been like five minutes on it. Okay, so I, I'm like another five minutes or so. It's 10 minutes total, so.
1: I'll give you the time
3: for it. So
1: if you wanted to, you can fly up in the air. Um, and so once you fly up into the air and look uh, in the distance overhead, flying up above the tree line, flying up high enough that you guys can see a nice eagle's view in the area, the wind buffeting you guys as you fly that much higher up, you guys not only don't see anything of the Herald of Steel around anywhere, but you guys can see in the distance crossing a, a series of valleys and fields, what look to be probably like five to ten miles away. It looks like like a mass of people who are being like hurried and heralded by what look to be like a group of armed forces. It doesn't look like there's too many of them, but if I can get an investigate check from Jarzak and Klika, it'll help you guys get a better idea of what's going on. Will
4: it? Now, if we add both of ours together, we get that lucky number we both rolled earlier. 69. So I got a nine and Jarzak got a four.
1: (laughs) So it looks like there's probably anywhere between 20 or a dozen or something like that armed forces on either side of this group. But it looks like there's at least 150, 200, maybe 300 people being kind of pushed in a certain direction south across the valleys. But again, they are they are far away from where you guys are. You said how many miles? I know, Like five to ten, depending. It's just it's really Ooh. hard to gauge it from this height up.
3: And we could make it single digits. Nope. What flying? Nope. It takes what, six seconds to fly hundred and twenty feet. <laughs> I'm a uh, Plus my bonus team. action extra moves. <laughs> oh my
1: god you don't know if they're enemies you guys got fucking four and nine for all you know they could be a conga line
3: a very elaborate conga line
2: well i think by context clues yeah
3: there's people there's people with whips down there and a bunch of people who probably don't want to be there with them
4: whatever dude
3: okay does anybody
1: want to be anywhere okay and sometimes people are kinky you're gonna kink shame a conga line
3: so 180 feet every six seconds for the next five minutes. You know. How close does that get us? You know, okay.
1: It's going to be 10 times that, so it's going to be 1,800 feet per minute. So you're going to have about,
4: what, four? Uh, we get 9,000 feet max. How many miles? And that is not five miles. That's, yeah, that's one point. a
2: little 9. bit more
4: than one mile. It's, it's I mean almost two. It's like 1.9 miles. Yeah, it, it, it was a worthy effort. Okay. As as, far as that comes
1: from a crash landing, not being able to do the <laughs> mental math while in the air. Just, <laughs> We're almost there. <laughs> just goes falling straight down in a tailspin. Klica blinks.
4: But anyway. I did it wrong. It's double that. It's still not enough. Fair enough. I can cast fly again.
3: Why, though? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll go back. We'll just go to back down to the others. Okay. Let me back up. So,
1: again, judging by where you guys are, these guys seem to be following like a separate path through the valleys on their way south. It looks like they're looking to kind of catch on to a, a road, the same road you guys took to get to Dustwind, one leaving Eagleheart. So...
3: So, so what town would that be leading to, to the south? Uh,
1: because that road is so long with so little on it through the hills, Dustwind is likely the closest place to go to, but it would seem that uh, logic would dictate they're probably heading towards the Dwarvish Halls or to the mountains itself, like mm-hmm. Akira or the Halls of Silver and Steel. Either way, they're just heading in that general direction. It's hard to tell which one they'd be headed for.
4: Now, it, it didn't sound like there were like it wasn't like an active battle right or it didn't sound like people were being actively slain just whipped to walk
1: yeah it sounds like the sound kind of resounded through the valley like a gunshot, as if a series of these cracks and snaps came when the wind was its least
5: so if we plan on traveling i want to pass i want to do um prayer of healing on everyone because that'll take around 10 minutes okay Just to get everybody
3: um we stop in the village to kind of see how the villagers are doing
1: yeah from what you gathered last time when you flew overhead and the second time that you've flown overhead there are no villagers around apart from the same brutal scene that you had seen before this time it looks like the village has been tormented a bit more as if there's more dead bodies from able-bodied people as well Um, but apart from that, again, the things that are left behind are rubble from buildings pulled apart. Now that you've gone over and seen that farmhouse where these chain golem looking things came from, it looks like all of the metal has just been like removed completely from the building. Um, and looking around, it looks kind of similar to that in other places, but yeah, there's like not a living soul anywhere.
5: I have a quick question regarding prayer of healing. So I, I rolled a 20. Is that twenty then divided up among everyone, or is it just everyone no one gets points?
1: Hmm? It goes to everybody.
5: So everyone gets twenty points.
1: Yeah, the big thing is that a spell like that's gonna give a ton of healing because you took the time to actually cast it. Yeah. Ten minutes is big time in a combat. So yeah, yeah. To so the uh, patient goes spoils. But anyway, so the party venture into the town, and this is what they see. So what would you guys like to do now?
2: bury the dead
1: okay so I will say this much again it seems like that trail that slave caravan there the people that have been captured and are being pulled off the time it's going to take to bury the dead and take care of the dead they will get much farther away because the
5: times take care of the
3: dead isn't this the town where we already have the big pit dug
1: (laughs) they never even filled it in somebody ever make the joke about going and looking at the dead body i just to... look
5: toward the group and i say i think our concern is more of the living than the dead at this time yeah we can their probably... lives we have to protect their lives up ahead the lives here is unfortunate but we don't have the time or the power
2: what will we do break ourselves against an army
5: we have to at least keep up. Our get home.
2: ourselves killed, get them killed in the attempt perhaps as well.
5: I'd rather attempt than nothing at all.
4: Lika thinks we should at least rest and then try and catch back up with them. I know they're being forced to march, but I still don't think they're going to move all that quickly with as many people as we saw. Right. There's at least like 150 prisoners and like Nora Hill said, there's going to be, from what me and Jarzak could see around, maybe 20 or more um, bad guys. So, if we should be rested, if we're going to try anything,
1: I will say also, you guys are about a day and a half's journey on horseback, probably a day on horseback from the city of Eagleheart, where you guys could speak with the queen. Or, you guys could try to tail this group and see where they're headed to and try to keep distance, but keep tabs. So, I guess I ask the question now, what does the party want to do?
3: I mean, Klika, if Jarzak was forced to march, wouldn't you come help him? So why wouldn't we help those people?
4: Well, like Norhill said, it's not going to do much good if we're all dead, but I think we we should follow them. They'll have to stop eventually. Even when you're whipped, you can't walk after a certain point. We just have to wait for them to make camp and we can rest then and then try and get the drop on them when we're better off.
5: Can we do any form of resting on horseback? We're not like, no. I don't know if going to Eagleheart will be the best thing.
2: If we go to we Eagleheart, we can, bring, we can bring the Queen's army with us. She promised. You guys
1: have paid her debt double, you know?
5: This may be a point where we have to split. I don't... I, we still yeah, don't know enough day. to deliver to her. <laughs> we don't know enough to deliver to her. We know there's an army. We know there's the Herald's of Steel and some cryptic information, but I think it would also be helpful to know where this group is going.
1: I mean, judging by the context clues and who you guys have fought in the past and the corpses left behind within the town, it's been Durgar.
2: They're going to the halls of Silver and Steel. Yeah, he'd maybe, he, you know, kicks maybe a uh, Duergar, a uh, dead Duergar to, to underscore the point. Uh, these toilers, they will be nowhere
4: but there. If if we can get some other people on horseback who are able to travel quickly, I think we could make up the time, uh, and it would make worth getting reinforced by the Queen. She can send slower soldiers after, but I, I want to help those people, too, but we just got layweighed by... A barn, and I don't know if that's gonna be the case again when we try and help those people. Is that really something the four of us can do alone without anyone knowing what we're doing or where we're going? Even if we fail, we should at least set something up so someone else can try and succeed after us.
5: I agree but I put no trust in the queen sending the aid we deserve. And I look toward Narhal and I'm like, do not be surprised if that is the case. I do not trust this queen.
3: I think she might do it.
4: Help out if I go and talk to her. (laughs) Cleekha doesn't know how you can say that. I mean, she, you saw how much aid and reinforcement she gave to glory wake she had a lot of soldiers stationed there she sent people to build up armaments things could have been a lot worse if the queen wasn't willing to help she hasn't really betrayed you- us yet
5: <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> and so with the party planning on visiting eagle heart in the uh the next few hours that is where we're going to end the episode